You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery! Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes. من همینجوری مونده بودم گفتم من یه سال نبودم مثلا چی شده یعنی چی شراب میدونن بعد هم گفتن آره بخور اوکیه فیلان من همینجوری مونده بودم یه موهای بود دنیا قشنگ بود یه موهای یه موقعی بود هر برم و رنگ بود سلام سلام خیلی خوش اومدیم به قسمت 15 همه پادکست تاکسیو من نیلفر هستم میزبان شما این سری رو به روی من آرمان نشسته به خاطر اینکه یه پادکستمون یه اپیزود خیلی متفاوتیه ما بچه های گروه پادکست پرژینگل پادکست رو داریم اینجا پیشمون که میخوایم یکم با همگه گپ بزنیم منم نگفتی سلام کنم ولی سلام به همگی ما میذاریم مهمونامون خودشون یکم معرفی کنن خودشون رو اگه دوست دارید بچه ولی شما هم نمون ما هستیم و اینکه این, این پادکست دو جوره نه؟ آره ما مهمون هم دیگه ایم امروز Um, for anyone who's listening to our podcast, this is going to be kind of a split episode where we're going to go back and forth between Persian and English. Um, so hopefully uh, you can keep up, uh, Natalie. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like the biggest hoax because, uh, I mean, our listeners have to try to keep up. I feel like most of our listeners... Their Farsi is better than mine is. I'm I'm sitting here just trying to keep up. I was like I was talking to my grandma today in Farsi and like my broken Farsi and like the five sentences that I can say without sounding completely like non-functioning. And my friends were listening to me and they were like, like how do you even like how are you Persian girl podcast like who are you? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> این برنامه رو گوش میکنن مثل like either هیچ فارسی حرف نمیزن or like فارسی فارسی اونا از من خیلی بهتره حالا like اونا میفرمن چقدر منم حکسم همه دنیا امروز میفرمن وقتی که اینه yeah I mean just think about it that way there's a lot of people there are a lot of people in the world where kind of like you know they speak four or five different languages And there are other people that 
you know, barely speak one. So I think it's kind of like uh, my English is not perfect and my Farsi is not perfect. So I'm right in the middle. So it's yeah, my favorite it's part weird. of the podcast is like every time Nilu says a really complicated sounding word, I'm like, oh my God, I don't know what that was. But then thank God you say something. And then I'm like, okay, Armand also doesn't know. I'm like, I still have. <laughs> yeah, no, she has to like explain what she's talking about most of the time. Like it's, it's challenging even in our text messages i always yeah. explain what i'm talking about <laughs> yeah she says something especially you know what like six months ago um she would say like a slang word or or she would explain something i'm like i have no idea what you're talking about like that was pure farsi that that's out of my dictionary <laughs> yeah but um um i'll go ahead and kind of like introduce myself um well, you guys probably heard it. My first name is Arman, and then I have my co-host here, um, Nilufar. Say what's up. Hi. Ah, yeah. So, okay. My name is Nilufar. So, I go by Nilu because my name it's is easier. kind of hard, yeah, for non-Persian speakers. So, I moved here like three years ago. So, yeah, that's it. Perfect. Um, well, she said that, uh, so I'm just going to kind of piggyback on that. I basically grew up here. I've lived um, everywhere from Texas, um, L.A., pretty much everywhere in L.A., now Orange County. Um, we started the podcast. Uh, we started Toxia just because we wanted to kind of have something to do. And we both are a fan of podcasts in general. So it was kind of like a mutual thing for us and you know, biggest thing in common. And we just talk for hours without even having the podcast on. So it was kind of a cool thing to do too. Um, There's that awkward silence. (laughs) No, I guess me, (laughs) we never know who's going to speak first. I've been called out not only by my friends, but by listeners who like leave us reviews on the podcast Apple app about how I constantly interrupt Millie. So as time goes on, like as the podcast goes on, I just get more and more nervous of like, who's going to call me out next. So I'm like working really hard on not interrupting her, but then sometimes she waits for me to talk. And then I'm just like, should I go first? Am I going to interrupt her again? See, we're even talking <laughs> and podcasting. Like I was, I was about to say that too, but I feel like that's how you guys talk. So I don't think you should change that. That's just, that's just your character. Yeah, that's our dynamic. <laughs> Nothing bad though, but I'm just saying. So I'll start talking. So Natalie interrupts me and introduce herself. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm Millie. <laughs> okay. Um, wow. Uh, so I, yeah, my name is Millie. I was born in America. My family is from Iran, of course, naturally. Um, we started the podcast almost two years ago, about a year and a half ago. And I think where we differ is that like it's Persian girl podcast, but the theme of it is really being a bit removed from that and this experience as a first generation American or just first generation anything, but with a Persian background and with all of that same um, cultural influence and, and stuff like that. So, uh, I'm Natalie. I'm the other half of Persian Girl Podcast. Um, I was born and raised in New York in Great Neck. For anyone who knows what Great Neck is, it's a very um, 
densely populated Persian community. Um, and I, I grew up with like a dual kind of identity of being Persian and Israeli and a lot of people growing up not understanding how someone can be both um, because the two countries have such a intense history. Um, so I do understand Farsi, Farsi like almost completely, um, but I don't speak as well as Millie does. I think she grew up speaking more Farsi at home than I did. I grew up speaking either English or Hebrew. So those were like my main languages. But as I got older, I, I had more of an appreciation for Farsi and how poetic it is. And I kind of wanted to expand and try to learn more. Millie teaches me a lot, honestly. She teaches me a lot of, also she teaches me a lot of Farsi slang. Um, I think that LA Persians use more Farsi slang than Americans. I mean, the New Yorkers. I yeah, think New I mean, York Persians like are more Americanized. Yeah, yeah. Um, like LA County or LA in general have a different Farsi speaking um, community. They have their own terms and they have their own mm -hmm. culture. That's, you know, it's kind of cool, but um Orange County too. Orange County has its own rich and um, OC and Newport Beach life Persians. It's kind of interesting. But I was going to um, say something about Persian language and Farsi being so poetic and everything. Um, I love you guys' Instagram page. As far as like the, you know, the the Persian, the, the Farsi ads and everything. Oh, that's uh, all Millie. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, a, I'm an advertising. I'm really sentimental about pre-revolution Iran. I... I like think about it all the time how much i wish i could have been there and there's just like the aesthetics was like they were so strong the culture i mean yeah i'm just obsessed with that yeah no i love it um i'm an advertising major myself um but i you know i, I study those i watch like old persian ads on youtube sometimes and i just you know i think it's great i think it's pure art basically <laughs> no same here yeah it's like they weren't even trying to be that i mean this that's like a whole uh episode of itself just talking yeah yeah about. sure but um i guess uh we can introduce today's topic now um which was you know because we're all persian yeah we have like we grew up in different places or you know i mean all of us kind of have a different timeline um, or like also with Natalie, East Coast and me, West Coast, um, and you guys immigrating to America at different times. I thought that um, both our listeners and maybe your listeners would be interested in a bit more about um, the life, what the life was like and is like um, for the youth in Iran right now. Um, yeah, so. I think... Um there's a lot that people basically outside of, of Iran don't don't see like even myself I, I was born over there but there's a lot that I didn't even know what was going on with um, you know the teenagers and and the young adult uh, you know young what do you call it um, not night, nightlife but basically like a more um, um, fun things that you know kids do in Iran that people don't see it when they're outside they just think it's very restrict and full of laws and rules that you know people are always depressed and everything but i'm gonna leave that to neil if i have to kind of discuss because she has more experience than me <laughs> um so yeah so um i think that basically so the biggest like um differences if i'm gonna say between iran and the way that the um young generation live is that 
um, if you are a girl, so it's so hard to live in Iran. So as a girl who grew up in Iran and who grew up in Iran, I always have a fear of hijab. So whenever I want to go, so I have to be, be careful. So I have my rosary on, I have my uh, mantle, like, you know, it's so hard for me. And especially for, bo- for boys, um, about sarwazi. Can we okay. give like a definition of like the different types of headdresses and whatnot to like explain to people who don't know? About what? Like the difference between a hijab and... Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So tell them what Rusetti is and yeah. what's the difference between that and the niqab that, you know, more people see as like a more Muslim thing. So oh, okay. The differences. Like the Arab people were? The, the Arab culture, yeah. Okay. So the Rusetti is like a piece of what? A piece of cloth. Uh, cloth. Maybe, yeah. So that we put on our hair. So just we cover our hair with it. And the way we do is uh, way different that the governor, govern, yeah, the government wants. So that's why sometimes they arrest us, and I have experience on that. So they arrest me, and they call my parents so they can brought me a um, just long long manto so that I can just leave there. So basically from what I've seen when I was little, um, what she's basically explaining is pretty pretty straightforward. Like, you know, you go, you go out, you have your hair covered. And if it's not covered to the point that they want it to be covered up, um, they can basically arrest you, um, you know, put you in detention centers and do all kinds of stuff, paperwork and everything, and then have your parents or whoever, your your friends or whatever, bring you more coverage basically to cover up your your ankles cover up your hair but you know at the same time there's also like an iranian fashion that you know it still obeys the laws and you know there's still loopholes that people do but at the same time that's still happening the whole arresting part of it um well hello mammy person before sikh uh explain I mean, it was great so far. I, mean, she, I just, I feel like you can bring your best. Um, but Mozuike Nkhastam Beporsam Fekrukonam and Fekrukonam as well, like Khelioke Bushmikonan, Hamin Fekrukonanke, Orezendegi Unja Sachte Valley, Zendegike, Adamoke Kheli Puldoran. یه زندگی خیلی دیفرنت هست تو با اونا که انگل پول ندارن فکر میکنم اونا که خیلی پول دارن فقط تو خونهشون هستن که خیلی بزرگن اونجا لایک میمونی میگرن بعدش فکر میکنم که میرن توی رستوران که I don't know it's, it seems like basically I'm saying the anyone who's wealthy there is really it's they're like basically above the law um and they're just kind of going from one high-end area to another so maybe like engadbo police like they're not so <laughs> 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 they can buy anything with money 
به خاطر همینه که پول دارا هیچ وقت مثلا تو این ترابلایی که مثلا ما شاید بیافتیم نمیافتن به خاطر اینکه واقعا با پول همه کار میتونن بکنن و خب حتی برای اون تفریح هایی که شاید آدمای معمولی مثلا بخوان تو کشور انجام بدن اونا چون پول دارن بچه‌هاشون رو میفرستن حالا یا کشوری که تو همون میدلیس هست یا حالا کشور اروپا یا جاهای دیگه اون تفریحاشون رو داشته باشن به هر حال اون آدمایی که جوونن انرژی دارن دیگه بالاخره یه جایی باید اون انرژی رو تخلیه کنن من چه میگم مثلا تو ایران که کلاب نیست یا مثلا بار نیستش که آدما مثلا برن اونجا با موزیک انرژی رو تخلیه بکنن تنها جایی که هست خیابون و اون مثلا ماشین بازیه که هستش تو ایران مثلا میرن تو خیابون با ماشین مثلا حالا یا مسابقه میذارن یا حالا مثلا چه میدونم شماره به هم دیگه میدن یا همه این چیزا اون آدمایی که پول دارن خب بچه‌هاشون رو میفرستن خارج یا همون اروپا یا هر جای دیگه بعد اونا اونجا انرژیشون رو تخلیه میکنن واسه همین تو درد سرایی که حالا ما که حالا مثلا میگیم میدل کلاس هستیم ما نمیافتیم یعنی اونا نمیافتن تو این مشکلایی که ما میافتیم واسه همین این واقعا درسته و اصلا میگن که کلا میگن مثلا تفریحای آدمایی که پول دارن با تفریحای ما که میدل کلاس هستیم کلا خیلی فرق داره so not to like i don't know go against what you were saying arman but You're saying, oh, it's actually not that bad. Like, I don't know if it's really beautiful house, but it's a law. How do you say law? Law? Law is always in a place. So if you want to go outside and get a little bit of a hijab, it's a problem because every time you go outside, anxiety story in Farsi. I don't even know what it is. But also my my uncle, um, like my mom's side of the family, Her parents got married very young in Iran. They were 13 and 17 and they moved to Israel. But my mom's oldest brother, they were all her and her siblings were all born in Israel, but her oldest brother uh when he was in his 20s, he did a trip all over Europe and at the end of the, his trip he went to Iran. But this was pre-revolution. And he said Iran was more fun than any place in Europe he went to. Like pre-revolution, Iran was insane. Like the parties were crazy, the clothing was crazy like they had all the new styles and like Millie was saying she's so nostalgic for like the pre-revolution Iran that she can never visit and I really am too like I always say I wish I can visit that Iran not the Iran that's here now yeah I mean uh, it's not like that I still think it's I see there's like a lot of new developments I'm just not happy with like the politics of it yeah yeah I mean if we if we kind of um take politics out of the whole thing and you were talking about like having the anxiety of you know every time you want to step out you get a cover up and you can't wear whatever you want what i was trying to the point that i was trying to make was with all those laws and and um i don't, I don't i'm not i'm not gonna say if they're good laws or or whatever uh with all those like policies and rules being in place people are still having fun people are still you know partying people are still you know low-key drinking people are still you know 
living their lives, but you know, you can't compare that to Europe or here or getting arrested because you're not wearing, you know, enough coverage or whatever you guys were saying, you know, just kind of piggybacking on that. But, um, I was, I just remember my dad was telling me about, you know, how he used to like go out and clubbing and do all kinds of like crazy stuff before the whole revolution. And I all, I mean, every time he tells me that story, I'm like, dude, I wish I was, I was there like during 1970s or like 1960, late 1960s. I was like, you know, that's the era that I want to be in Iran, basically. Honestly, though, when you restrict people, like people always say like drinking was more fun in high school when you weren't supposed to be doing it. And I feel like in Iran, it's almost like that always, like because things are restricted, it's like more exciting and more fun that you get to do it. And like, it doesn't get old. Like the way partying gets old at a younger age in America, I think. I feel like in Iran, like they keep going. Cause it's like so exciting that like they're doing something illegal. But I also heard the techno scene in Iran is insane. That's something I'd want that's a reason I'd want to go visit Iran for like their like yeah. underground secret parties. That sounds yeah, I mean, like a you, cool thing to experience in history. You, you got to talk to my brother then. He knows every single underground club that's out there in Iran. No, <laughs> so are you guys no. allowed to tell us about like how, I don't know, I don't want you to get in trouble, but I'm just like on one hand, like five minutes ago, you were like, yeah, there is no like any of that partying. You have to travel, but like there is an underground thing. Can we talk about this or no? Like, am I going to get a fatwa? <laughs> um well i was too young i mean i was too young when i left the country i was i was 11 12 when i left like not that if you experienced it but like how is that operating like where is this happening not specifics but like yeah that's what i was gonna say um so what i've seen personally from friends and um basically social media and everything people do it um you know there's still a lot of uh like you guys said like a techno clubs and underground places that people go there's like a restaurant in iran that's pretty famous that's like a front business basically so you go in um it's like a kebab shop basically you go and order your food and there's like a secret door that one of my friends was telling me about you open that up and you go in the back and there's like a whole like edm style like basement thing you know what i mean but yeah i mean shit's crazy over there too just like it is here for techno and everything I think I would want to go just to experience what it's like. Like, to me, it's so crazy that we all live on the same planet, but it's as if we're living in different centuries. And, like, I, I kind of want to visit Iran now just to be able to experience what that's like, to like, the, like what it's like to feel that, like, oppression and, like, to see how people react to it and still manage to, like, create happiness in their own lives. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, well, Nilfar, I think you've been to a couple of, I mean, people your age have been to, you know, different clubs and everything. But I mean, oh. if you want to kind of touch that, tell us about okay. it a little bit. You can drink خودشو میدونن که دارن میفروشن خب شما هم که داری میگیری پی میکنی بعدش ولی اونجوری خیلی نیست مثل قبلا که مثلا او الکل چی هست مثلا نه الان میگیرنمون من خودم یادم 
دو سال پیش برای اولین بار که برگشتم ایران ما رفتیم یه دونه رستوران بعد خیلی قشنگ یعنی واقعا خیلی قشنگ اومدن شراب باز کردن ورامون بعد من همجوری مونده بودم گفتم من یه سال نبودم مثلا چی شده یعنی چی شراب میدونن بعد هم گفتن آره بخو اوکیه فیلان من همجوری مونده بودم ولی راست هم خیلی داره بهتر میشن We just lost um, some precious audio from the episode because we forgot to hit record. This is what happens when you get four Persians on a podcast. <laughs> How many Persians does it take to record a podcast correctly? Yeah. <laughs> like the- four is not enough, I guess. <laughs> four is not enough. So, I was thinking about it, وقتی که تو ایران زندگی میکرد did you have to به پدر مادرتون رو بهشون دروغ بگی اگه میخواستی بری بیرون با let's say با پسر یا این چیز I don't know آره um, it really depends on your parents so in my case so پدر مادر من جوری نبودن که خیلی strict باشن ولی خب به خاطر این بود که بابام هی می اومد آمریکا میرفت زمان که من خیلی بچه بودم بعد یه جوری شده بود که خیلی اوپن مایند شده بود من میگفت دختر مثلا بعد ایندیپند باشه و مثلا کارشو خودش انجام بده و اینا ولی خب مامانم استریک بود واقعا و مثلا به میگفت باید حتما یه سطح خونه باشی این سطح حتما باید بیاد بعد اگه یکم دیر میشد من باید توضیح میدادم مثلا میگفتم آره مثلا ترافیک بود این بود نشد زود برسم نشد حتما این ساعت بیام خونه ولی اگه با الان بخوام مقایسه کنم کازن من که الان تو ایرانه هیز لایک like 17 بعد شروع کرد دیت کردن when he was 14 آره 14 یا 15 14 بعد اون ولی الان مثلا اینجوری نیست خیلی راحت با دخترها میره بیرون بعد مثلا مام باباشم میدونن بعد تازه مثلا کمکش هم میکنن مثلا از نظر حالا چیزای رابطه یا مثلا سکشوال تینگا همه چیزا رو مثلا بهش میگن چون این چیزا رو تو مدرسه یاد نمیدن به ما یعنی نمیگن هیچ کدوم ما واسه همین یکی که مثلا واقعا بزرگ میشه هیچ اطلاعاتی نداره من اینکه خودش بره سرچ کنه تو اینترنت چیزا رو یاد بگیره و حالا این چیزا حتی زمان منم نبود یعنی مثلا هیچ وقت مامان بابا من نشستن مثلا بشینه راجع به این چیزا با من حرف بزنن مثلا اوکی این اینه این کارو باید بکنی و اینا ولی خب میگم با این نیو جنریشن خیلی فرق میکنم باشون حرف میزنم میگم به نظر من چیز خوبیه به خاطر اینکه مثلا همین بود حالا زمانه قبل خیلی حالا مریضیای یه مریضه مثلا مثلا ایچ آی این چیزا خیلی تو ایران زیاد شده بود چون واقعا نمیدونستن هیچکی نبود بهشون بگه بعد خب چون خیلی هم قانون و این چیزا بود همه مثلا همین جوری میرفتن حالا یه سری کارا میکردن حالا بعدش دیگه یه سری مریضی و این چیزا میومد um, I'm just curious to know like, this guy is 17 or he started at 14 how is he dating who are these 14 year old girls he's going on dates with like who are their parents من هر وقت ازش میپرسن he is like نمیدونم دیگه میاد دیگه بیرون من میگم اوکی خوش بگذره به تو خیلی خوب میگم این دختر or maybe their parents are really open minded now 
maybe uh, because know. the the Persians here are not even that open minded. Um, I think what we also wanted to ask we're going on a different trajectory, but Armand had asked this, but Asan Koja Adam meet me Konin Unja Vaktik like the best part شما کجا هم دیگر رو میت میکنین؟ چون خب اون هیچ, ب... نه که هیچ بگراندی نداشته ولی خب نمیدونست دیگه به خاطر اینکه که اون کلن یه بار که زمان های سکولش اومده بود ایران که خب اون موقع مثلا زمانی بود که حتی دختر پسر نمیتونستن تو خیابون با هم را برن با زمان کمیته و اینا آم بعد اون خب میگفتش که خب اوکی اینجا دیدینگ اپ هست مثلا خب تو کالج خیلی هم دیگر خیابون ماشین بازی بعد اون اصلا هیچ آیدیایی نداشت که من دارم به چی حرف میزنم تو ایران خیلی مثلا جای حالا به نظر نرمال و خیلی مثلا حالا خیلی جای فان و باحالیه چون واقعا فان و باحال خودم خیلی اکسپریانسشو دارم اینه که تو خیابون تو ماشین وقتی مثلا همینجی داری درایو میکنی یا کاله یکی میاد بغل ازت میگه او مثلا کن هاف یور نامبر بعد تو از اول میگی نه بعد شمارش حالا یا تو شمارت رو میدی بعد دیگه تکس میدین به هم دیگه بعد میدین دیت میکنین بعد یا تو پارتی ها خیلی الان مود شده Home is where you should feel the safest but the air there can be more dangerous up to five times more polluted than outside air Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit Bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes. که تو پارتی هم دیگر رو میت میکنم یا مثلا یکی به هم معرفی میکنم مثلا میگن آره فلانی سینگله مثلا بیا برو با این دوست شو یا مثلا حالا با هم برین دیت ببینین چی میشه با اینا ولی خب میگم اون جای میجر رو اصلا اون فان حتی بگیم واقعا اون فان الان جوان ایرانی اینه که ویکند بشه مثلا ویکند تو ایران is like Thursday and Friday ویکند بشه برن تو خیابون به قول خودم برن ماشین بازی همینجوری فان داشته باشن Should we explain in English what uh, ماشین بازی is for our All the Americans who've never heard of such a thing or experienced them. Yeah, to me, go ahead. Um, Millie, do you want to go or do you want to No, you can do you, do you want to explain? So basically what I tell you is like, you can be driving at any time and then like suddenly you're at a red light and some guy stops next to you and he'll just like roll down his window and be like, hey, you're cute. Take my number, hit me up. Like Not even at the red light just there is certain a street that you can drive in and they oh, are there's like no yeah. streets where people will like go yeah. down to meet people exactly true. that was the impression i had because i think i've seen videos on instagram of like people getting dressed up and they go with their cars and play music and the windows down so i think yeah but i'm also under the impression that like this doesn't happen it's like it happens in groups right 
Yeah, because we were thinking about how weird that would be in America, like someone just coming up to your car. Um, but it's like a different approach, I think. It's like there's these groups of young kids and like it's they're part of the same scene. Um, so that's my impression of it and like why it's not entirely creepy. Like it's actually fun or something, but, um, it's really fun. Yeah. Let's talk about, you know, depending on what kind of car you drive, you know, the, the better mm-hmm. the phone numbers you get, the more real phone numbers you get too. <laughs> <laughs> that's the reality. Yeah. Are people like really judgmental? Like, do you need to like pose biddy like, oh, you have this car. Like maybe if your car isn't nice enough, you won't even go to that street. Like what's the... Yeah, that's totally true. When machine that get very good, you get better phone number. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's certain areas that there's nicer cars and certain zip codes, and just like how it is here too. There's better houses and everything, so you, you get quality numbers and quality girls. <laughs> I I learned my lesson though at a young age that you don't give a fake number, because I've had I've had guys they're like, oh, I'm gonna call you right now. And then they call and it's not real and my phone's not ringing and I'm like, okay, fuck. Yeah. No, I used to do that in high school where I would just read back the same number and they would like not correct me. I mean, I would read back that the number they gave me what like a digit, like a different digit in the middle and they would not correct me. So I knew it was, That's so smart. It was a bogus number. I, I just did not know my own phone number because I had such a bad memory. And I'm, I remember one time this guy that I actually thought was really cute asked for my number and I didn't have my phone on me. And I was like, I don't know my number. And he's like, he's like, you're so mean. If, you, if you're not into me, just say so. Like, you don't have to lie. I'm like, no, I actually am into you. I just don't know my number. He's like, I don't believe you. I'm like, okay, fine. Give me your number on a piece of paper and I'll text you later when I have my phone. I literally, like, I just had the worst memory. But like, he like straight up thought yeah. I was lying. He's like, you're just not into me. I'm like, yeah i mean i was gonna say something about the phone numbers in iran too they're uh they're like good phone numbers there's like you know uh phone number like there's upper class phone numbers area codes right mm, there's like not with phone numbers phone numbers, phone numbers. area codes no. no area code is only for homes not the cell phones wait cell don't, phones don't have an area code mm-hmm Oh, the, the phone number like the cell phones are you know the phone number the area codes of the phone number the cell phone numbers are basically the company that you buy it from that uh, a certain number for each company that you buy it from wow so like everyone knows your status like right away just based off your phone number. that's what i was saying like depending on what phone number you have they know how much money you make as yeah. which company you're going like, for i have metro Express, which is by far one of the shittiest <laughs> cell phone companies to ever exist well, nobody knows that. <laughs> well, now they do. Well, now you just... <laughs> <laughs> now, now they do. I, mean, I don't care. Everyone can know. It's fine. But, like, that's kind of so fucked up because imagine if, like, Metro PCS had its own, like, area code. Like, everyone would just know right away that I have Metro PCS. What if I don't want them to know? It's such a, like, status. Like, it just gives away your status right away. Yeah, that's that's what I was trying to say, too. Like, they know exactly, like... 
if you have a good job, if you know, if if you can afford a good phone number and from a certain com- company, they just um, they judge you right away too. Not in a bad way, obviously, but just being I nice. I bet honestly, I bet a lot of Persian girls in America are like, oh, I kind of wish it was like that here, so I wouldn't have to guess <laughs> how good of a job this guy has. Right. It's fine. They probably have a brother who works at a real estate company and can like go on LexisNexis and search the guy on the database. Oh God. I actually started working I'm not at speaking a- personal <laughs> I started working at a real estate company and sometimes my boss will tell me like, Oh, look at this guy. Look at like look look at how much he makes a year. I'm like, Oh, is he single? Like I'm like working at a real estate company is a great way to find a man because I already know what your bank account looks like. I know what apartments you're looking at. I I know you're like, I don't know, any type of history if you've been arrested. Like we, we have to see like certain things about you. It's like, it's great. Like there's nothing, there's no guessing. There's no playing games. I already know everything about you. Yeah, yeah maybe this is, a, this is a big thing why Persians go into real estate <laughs> because they're like major fuzuls and need to- That's know. a really good point. <laughs> I am very fuzul. No, but I wouldn't really do that. Um, wait, That's fine. I wanted to ask about, I feel like we, we got off the topic. I want to grill Nilu more about like, their life Damn. there. <laughs> no, it's really um, interesting talking to someone who grew up there because my only cousin I had left that grew up in Iran is very religious. So she literally just never did anything like that. Like, she could she couldn't tell me anything about like secret underground like cool things like that um so yeah i was gonna ask like so your parents they were weren't your mom was strict but your dad was a bit more open-minded and then you did go out with people but like okay i I told them the truth, but just a part of it. You know, مثلا من با هیچ وقت تنها نمیرفتم دیت. وقتی من با دوستم میرفتم، میگفتم با دوستم دارم میرم بیرون. ولی دیگه نمیگفتم مثلا اوکی پسرم هست. So I told them the truth, but یه جاهایشو نمیگفتم. بعد ولی خب وقتی من مثلا رسیدم 19 شدم، دیگه خب به مامانم میگفتم همه چیزو. یعنی she knew that I have boyfriend and everything. مثلا میریم بیرون حتی بابا من میدونست ولی خب یکم مثلا هبه میگفت بیشتر مواظب باش مثلا بیشتر به هم زنگ میزد مثلا میگفت کجا میری بعد کی میای ولی خب خیلی اینجاش جالب بود که دیگه مثلا به هم نمیگفت ده خونه باش با اینکه مثلا میدونست با پسر بیرونه ولی میگفت اوکی مثلا شاید یکم مواظبته مثلا بعد آم آره یعنی میگم واقعا it really depends on the parents که چه جوری هم بخواد اینکه من دوستایی هم دارم که مثلا از اون اول اولش که مثلا تین بودیم همه چی رو میگفتم به مامان باباشون یعنی مثلا مامانش همه چیز رو میدونست باباش هم همه چی رو میدونست از اون برم یه سری دوستایی رو داشتم که هنوز که مثلا we are 23 هنوز مثلا مامانش نمیدونه که مثلا این داره دیت میکنه یکی رو یعنی من هر دو تا دوستو دارم یکم میگم دیگه دیپند سو یه حرف که خیلی میزنیم تو پادکست ما راجبه ورجینتی اند هاو 
هنوز خیلی اون یه چیز هست اینجا که خیلی فامیلا نمیخوان دخترشون برن like, سکس داشته باشن so, اون حرفا هنوز هست تو فامیلا اونجا یا نه خیلی بهتر دیپنس یعنی واقعا هنوز هم دیپنس که حالا تو چه فامیلی هستی ولی میگم مثلا من خودم میبینم خب خیلی اوپن مایندترن راجع به این چیزا نمیشینن بودن مثلا حرف بزنن بگن مثلا مثلا چه نم این کارو نکن یا این کارو بکن ولی مثلا حرفاشون آدم میفهمه که اوکی مثلا اینا اوکی هن. چی میگم اینا مثلا خیلی استریک نیستن یا مثلا نمیگن این کارو نکن یا این کارو بکن ولی میگم نسبت به اون چیزی که من تو ایران بودم حالا من سه ساله اومدم و این نسبت اون زمانی که من تین بودم تو ایران خیلی بهتر شده یعنی خیلی انگار همه چی اوکی تر شده حالا من واقعا نمیدونم چه اتفاقی افتاده ولی واقعا من مثلا هرکی رو میبینم اصلا خیلی اوپن مایند تر اصلا انگار واقعا یه چیزی عوض شده اینجا هم همینطور like... This generation Z is like very open, um, the kids of it, I mean. But I mean, obviously different circumstances. But uh, one thing that we were saying that got lost in the audio was how um, in these, and any time where there were restrictions, we found that there's actually so much more creativity, like, in how there's this underground scene in Iran where there's like, they're producing amazing music, I'm assuming, and there's these secret clubs, and there's this like also car culture. And then I like had related it to Picasso in World War II uh, with the sculptures that came out of that time. But no, and then I was saying that Iran suffered enough. They can, <laughs> they could use some liberation. Uh, Yeah, I mean, you, you kind of talked about the creativity, too. Um, I mentioned that earlier when we lost the audio. That, yeah. you know, there's so much pressure that people have to get creative. And um, that's the beauty of it. Like, there's so much. Um, the music scene, the fashion industry. Um, um, I'm a graphic designer myself. And I, I look at, you know, sometimes I kind of learn from graphic designers from inside of Iran. And. I get inspirations from them too. It's it's crazy that people sometimes people don't even see that. To be honest. Yeah, I was also another thing that we had mentioned earlier. Um, it's annoying that we keep saying this for the listeners. I imagine, but um, like Natalie was like, oh, I can't believe that a guy would just come up to the car like that or just like come up to a girl in the street like that. And I was saying like, it is so funny to imagine. not just because of, like it's weird but like i think the men here don't have as much balls like they you know you, there's you don't want to generalize but it seems like the only place where they would approach a woman is like if there's alcohol in the yeah i said it in farsi last i think when i said it in farsi it sounded better before but um yeah it's just like Yeah, and then I think I was saying that maybe the life is better there in this way, even though we were criticizing. Um, but I mean, it's definitely 
a cool experience I would love to like see at one point in my life when I'm still young because it's just such a different world and I feel like it would be such a culture shock for me but in the best way um so why did you guys come to America um so for me um it was just studying here and just see what's happened من فعلا برنامه‌ای ندارم که شب بمونم اینجا ولی خب هر سری هم که برمیگردم ایران فکر می‌کنم که او انگار مثلا نمیتونم نگه نتونم بمونم ولی اِتس لایک خیلی نمیتونم خودم آجاست کنم با چیزایی که اونجا با اینکه بزرگ شدم مثلا 20 years اونجا بودم من بیشتر زندگیم اونجا بودم تا اینکه اینجا باشم اما انگار مثلا وقتی یه چند سال نباشی یه سری چیزا رو که نمیبینی بعدش که برمیگردی میبینی اون چیزا رو مثلا من فکر میکنم که اوکی من مثلا دیگه خیلی I used to hijab and everything ولی وقتی مثلا برمیگردم میگم اه این چه که من باید بپوشم مثلا چرا الان مثلا تابستون من گرمه چرا من باید مثلا هجاب بپوشم فلان این حرفا ولی خب من فعلا برای مثلا درس اومدم حالا I have a question that I hope isn't too personal for Nilofar in regards to like people going getting arrested for too much of their hair showing is it kind of a normal thing to get arrested as a girl in iran like do your parents not really get mad like i can't imagine getting arrested like millie's been arrested but like <laughs> but but like i can't like most kids my age have not been arrested but is it kind of a normal thing in iran like because there's so many girls not following the rules and not covering their hair enough and like the police want to make an example out of these girls so they just come up to them and arrest them um uh, so no in my opinion it's not normal at all even in iran masalan man khodam ye dafa in etefaq baram uftad bad pedar madaram asabi shodan vali naz dast man مثلا دست من عصبانی نشدن دست این اصلا شدن که مثلا چرا باید اینجوری باشه چرا خب اوکی چرا باید دختر رو بگیرن نه حتی مثلا کسایی هم که دوروبر من هستن اونا هم پدر مادرشون همین فکر رو میکنن مثلا از دست ماها عصبانی نمیشن که چرا مثلا ماها این مدلیم یا چرا مثلا حالا بالاخره آدم یه دفعه روسریش میفته یا یه دفعه حواست نیست مثلا اصلا دست ماها عصبانی نمیشن ولی خب از یه طرف انقدر این پروسسش سخته که مثلا حالا بیای هی بعد به اونا بگی چشم من قول میدم دخترم دیگه این کارو نکنه چشم حواسم به دخترم هست بیشتر از این همه عصبانی میشن که مثلا چرا هی بعد بیام به اونا بگم مثلا چشم مثلا حواسم به دخترم هست ببخشید اینجوری سو so, فکر میکنی بیشتر از این تیپا هستن تو ایران که فکر میکنن این مثلا شوخی هست که هی بعد پولیس بیاد واسه یه کمی مود که نشون میده یا فکر میکنی هنوز خیلی یاگ هستن که میگن نه باید اینجوری باشه like what's the we know what I mean what's their moral it's hard من هر دوتاشو دیدم همونه که مثلا میگن اوکی اینجوری باید باشه it's the best way که مثلا دختر را بخوان هجاب بذارن از اون ورم دیدن که مثلا خب میگن نه یعنی چی مثلا عصبانی میشن 
ولی این مای اپینین من فکر می‌کنم الان بیشتر کسایی هم که میگن نه مثلا چرا باید اینجوری باشه نه باید اینجوری باشه هر کسی بالاخره میتونه که انتخاب کنه که حالا هر جوری دوست داره لباس بپوشه من فکر می‌کنم yeah. um, I was going to add something to what Nidufar said earlier too about you know she's going back and فکر می‌کنه که عقب افتاده یه کمو نمیتونه جا بیفته um, Iran and especially Tehran has such a fast moving culture um, that honestly, if she's, if you're not there for like six months, you're out of the loop. You kind of have to catch up and, you know, with the music and, and what people are doing for fun and everything you get behind if you're not there for like six, seven months. Right. Right. Am, Even am with fashion. No. نو یو رایت من برای اولین بار که برگشتم خالم مجبور شد برای مانتو بخره به خاطر اینکه من اصلا خیلی اولد فشن بودم با اینکه شاید من مثلا ده ماه نبودم ایران اصلا خیلی جوری افتاده بودم عقب که عمم گفت میگم عمم خالم بهم گفت اوکی بیا من برات مانتو رو سعی کردم الان فشن ایران اینه مثلا تو باید اینجوری بری بیرون من گفتم اوکی Yeah. That's, that's exactly what I was saying too. So it's hard. I mean, people don't see it too. I mean, it's such a fast moving culture. I love it though. I wish I could go back. I haven't been back in 10 years. It's, it sucks. No, I really like what you're telling me. Actually, it's so intriguing. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, Yeah, did you we also had lost the where you asked us about where you think um, oh yeah um, that was a question I asked you guys so um, I'm kind of curious I think to well I'm, I'm curious about what you guys think or what you guys imagine um, people your age think of their future or think about their future in Iran? Like, how do you imagine them thinking about their future? So, as I was saying, I think this relates to what we've been talking a lot about throughout the episode. I think that answer depends on what kind of family or financial circumstance this person is in. So, if they're part of this, you know, ultra-wealthy family and their parents are, you know, families in manufacturing and either one of like the main uh, families or something like that in Tehran, maybe uh, I think their lives are set and they don't really think about or maybe care about the future. Um, I, I don't think those kinds of laws affect their lives directly and they're comfortable. Um, and then I think there's this like middle class, which has they're educated and they are culturally aware, but they know that there are more opportunities for them outside of Iran. So they're going to leave um, for college or something else, either to Europe or America. That's what I think. And I, they're probably frustrated um, with the current state. Um, I don't know if there's any kind of person who has like kind of established themselves as someone opposing Uh, the current ruler, uh, but, and as for uh, someone who's like in a lower class, I, I don't want to generalize, but I think either there's someone who has like the same kind of opinion as 
this middle class person who's educated, who is curious, and they most likely are suffering the most um, because there's a chance that their parents are very strict, very backwards. Um, but I mean, those kinds of things exist in all, you know, I don't know, I'm, I'm giving like a very simplified, generalized answer, but uh, I, I think it, it's just like this polarity where either people, they don't care about it, changing of a future for Iran. And then there are people who are passionate about it, uh, who protest maybe. And then there are people who do want to change, but they end up just leaving because it's too maybe frustrating or devastating to think about because it seems yeah. so impossible. It's, it's kind of like, um, just look at it this way. People who have the power and, and the authority to, to make those kind of changes don't want to. And the people who, um, who can't do anything about it who just kind of have to live by the obey by the rules and live by the the, the rules um they want to change everything but they can't because they have basically have no power so like you said the rich or the upper class decide to kind of take the easy route and leave the country or you know just live by the rules and take um take advantage of basically that's what's that's what happens a lot in iran too Okay. Natalie, did you? What do you think of? I think she's still processing all the the Farsi. <laughs> um, no, my my opinion on like how people in Iran see their future didn't necessarily have to do with social status and what class they were in. Um, it just really depended on whether or not they were pro the revolution or whether or not they're waiting. For a new revolution and whether or not they see as a new see a new revolution as even a possibility because there are a lot of people out there who even on like in the most random places even on tiktok like we started making tiktoks for persian go podcasts and um based on the type of tiktoks you view and the videos you view the algorithm shows you different types of videos so i started getting a lot of videos about being persian and about um, just Iran in general and life in Iran and whatnot. Um, and there were so many people writing in the comments, like, um, we want the Shah back. Like one day a revolution will happen and, and the Shah's son will come back. Like, and it's just like, so like out of like every place you would think to see comments like this, like to see it on TikTok on like a random video about Iran. Like, I just thought it was so interesting how like, even in the smallest of places, there's like little seeds of hope that people plant. So like it, to me, it didn't necessarily have to do with like social status. I think there's wealthy and poor people who are pro the Shah coming back. And I think there's wealthy and poor people who are pro the current state of Iran and the current government in Iran. So to me, it wasn't about like class. It was just about whether or not you like the government that's in state right now, or if you want someone else to replace it. Yeah, that's, that's very true. That's a good point, too. Um, I was also going to mention it. I think people, especially like the lower, uh, like middle class to lower class in Iran, they're kind of in a situation where they don't want to see, they just want to see something new. Like they don't, they, they might be tired of the, the current government. They're, they're probably not even thinking about Shaw and the whole 
you know, the family coming back to Iran, I, I, I feel like they're just looking for something new other than, uh, you know, the previous or the current situation. Yeah, I That's don't just think my a lot personal of opinion. people, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, you guys are more, obviously, Armand and Neil, you're more um, extra, have a better expertise, but um, I don't think, I mean, obviously the Shah was problematic in his own ways, but I understand that people have the general nostalgia for his time because it's the last thing people can remember of a freedom. But um, I think like anyone who is passionate uh, politically, they, they're looking for a different kind of leader as well. I, I agree. So yeah, that's, that's what I was saying too. I mean, even in America, we claim to be such a progressive, great country. We're even waiting for a different kind of leader. Like, <laughs> I don't think anyone right now is currently happy with what's happening in our country politically. Yeah, I don't think anyone in the world is, is happy with what's, what's going on with the U.S. No. <laughs> the majority of the world, I think, thinks we're a joke right now. But we just have to learn to laugh at ourselves and try to ride it through. Um, but people, I think it's interesting that people still want to move here and still come here looking for hope and looking for a future when the U.S. is like in very deep shit at the moment. I mean, sometimes you have to choose between bad and worst. So yeah, I think yeah. that's, that's the situation. No, I think we need to s still see that the U.S. is like in is still uh, salvation for many people um, because yeah. other countries are really much worse. Not in like a way to insult them. It's just because of poor leadership. It's not like a, but anyways, yeah, this is a, another, <laughs> this could go on forever. But um, thank you guys for both letting us come onto your podcast and coming on to ours. Would this yeah, be mean, a good time to say Khoshumadin or is that like not the right word? <laughs> that's, that's definitely the right that's word. Right. Okay. Yeah. Khoshumadin. <laughs> Yeah, um, thank you guys for having us and also coming onto our show. Uh, this was very different for us. As I don't know if you've ever heard of our one of our episodes, but it was very different. Um, but I had a lot of fun. I mean, we both had a lot of fun, me and Nilfar. So thank you guys. I appreciate your um, invitation. So formal. <laughs> no, you guys are the formal. Before we began recording, I was saying that they're like Adam Hesabi and we're just like me and Natalie <laughs> with like no formality. <laughs> but anyways. Yeah, thank you guys. Um just gonna do a little plug. If you guys want to listen to all of the podcasting platforms, just search for Toxio. We appreciate you guys. And yeah, check out Persian Girl Podcast. We're on all platforms as well. There you go. Thank you guys. Thank you. <laughs> you know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the ho 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 Ohio Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Home is where you should feel the safest. But the air there can be more dangerous, up to five times more polluted than outside air. 
Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes.